When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Owl podcast <laughs> Yes <laughs> It's getting harder and harder to do these like really eventful openings, isn't it? I know, I know, there's only so many, there's so many options that you've got all, Well, not just options that are in the world Options that I've got in my locker yeah, you know I mean, it's you know, I've only got. It's not like I've got a great range. I've got the film voice, and I use that. I'm sort of thinking of probably about episode 25. I'll bring that back. But yeah, you yeah. roll that back. Yeah, it's roll um. On. You ever do you ever do a panel show when somebody keeps coming back to the same callback a little bit too much, and then you're just like, okay, mate. Uh, yeah, panel shows are really weird. I <laughs> I genuinely even you just said panel show. This is no joke. As you said, panel show, like my, I felt that it's horrible warmth for this horrible like feeling you get. You know, like. You're a bit more seasoned with them than I am, but I used to hate. I hated them with so much, like just having to turn up and the thought of. But die. I died twice on panel shows, and it was absolutely awful, like like terrible. Like even now, I'm having fucking flashbacks. It was fucking. Yeah. Have we? Have we? Have I? Have I told you the story about? Was it something I? Not was it something I said? I can't remember what. It was some show on Channel Four, right? I think. I can't remember who was hosting it, but it was really early on in my career. So basically, we before obviously when they do panel shows, before they do the panel shows, they do like run throughs of them, and they're like they'll hire out a pub or whatever, and they'll try the format out. So I got up, and when you start out in comedy, they'll ask you, they want to have a look at you, or they'll just think, oh, that that's somebody that's not ready to do the show, but let's have a look at them in a, you know, let, they'll be good enough to do the run through. Like a football it trial, out. isn't it? Like you're you're going yeah, to trial yeah. at a big club. But really, the truth is, you get all excited because you think you're being tried out, but you're not. It's actually the show's being tried out, and they know they can get you for 40 quid. So I went and did one of those. And for some reason, stars aligned, and I had a blinder, right? But I didn't think anything of it. I just phoned my agent afterwards. I said that, you know, I, I, I think it went well, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't, you know, that, that was all I thought of it. Anyway, when the actual show came round, they, they had a last-minute dropout, right? Right. And so I got the phone call saying, Rom, amazing news. They've had a dropout and you did so well in the run through. They want you to come and do the main show. You know that, right? by the way, just to throw in, that's how Pele yeah. started his career for Brazil. Not, obviously not on a panel show, but um, like, yeah. no. But... Pele famously, <laughs> it was uh, an, a very early episode of Would I Lie to You where midway, midway, midway through the episode, they asked him to juggle a tangerine. And then somebody said, this guy 
He's got something about him football wise. He's been absolutely dreadful on the show. Just absolutely no, no. nothing even approaching a quick wit, and he and he and he can't really speak English that well. So actually, in that way, a someone pulled out. Spooky. What I'm saying is, someone pulled out. Pele was like, I'll, I'll have a drop of that, and they'd seen that he had potential. And that's very much so. I mean, your career is a little bit like Pele. Yeah, Pele, one of the greatest uh, footballers of all time. And also, uh, you know, th- that's one of the things he's famous for. The other thing he's famous for is counting every goal from when he was four as part of his career tally. Wow. Wow. I didn't realise that you hated Pele so much. I don't hate I don't hate Pele. Thank I think Pele's great. But but he does, come on, every, time's, every time that record gets banded about, they, they fucking pull another hundred goals out of their ass from when he right. played I'm for life. I'm sorry, mate, that if... This is a difference, I suppose, between me and you, is you don't know what it's like to have sporting prowess, right? <laughs> you don't know what it's like to say sporting prowess. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give you that one. Okay, I'll give you a point, kid. <laughs> Listen, what I'm saying to you is it's hard when old father time comes to calling. That's okay. all I'm saying, mate. So for Pele, you know, for a long... He probably thought no one was ever going to touch him. And then Romario, Ronaldo, um, you know, a lot of these good players came out and they started, you know, tickling his toes. And now there's a new Ronaldo and Messi. So the truth of the matter is he's holding on to those glory days. You know, and there's probably going to be a Romesh Ranganathan, you know, when you're, you're drawing your pension and you're sort of scurrying around Lidl or wherever, like doing your shopping, right? And someone will say, oh, you were my favourite... You used to be my favourite comedian. And that will break your heart because someone else has come along and, and, and done it. So for Pele, mate, give him a bit of love. Seriously, because he needs it right now. I, I don't know. I don't know how, how truthful you're being there. I haven't been uh, really truthful. Okay, fine. Listen, nobody, okay, nobody is going to see Pele's record get broken and then go, oh, Pele wasn't all that alien, I guess. In in the fullness of time, we found out that Pele... He, he, he was a, if somebody said to me now... I used to rate you as a comedian. I'm still in my fucking career, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I'm still do. I still got. I, I still want to work. If listen, let me tell you something, right? If I'm in Sainsbury's or Tesco's or hopefully Waitrose, if things go all right, okay. <laughs> if I'm in one of those supermarkets and I've retired from comedy, yeah, ideally in less than five years, okay. <laughs> if I've retired from comedy and somebody comes up to me and goes, "I, you used to be my favorite comedian," I wouldn't give a fuck. I'm going to tell you something now, wow. right? Wow. I, I would be delighted that I used to be their fa- their favourite comedian. The fact that I'm no longer their favourite comedian, great. Comedy moves on. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm done now. I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm going to get my shopping. I'm going to go home. And I'm hopefully going to, for the first time, master a vegan Thai green curry as I've been trying to do since I started retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for right? Pele... That's all I care about at this stage. But for Pele, it's so hard. Every time, like he is, you know, Ronaldo, Messi, and all that, it's difficult for him. I just, I'm just saying, mate. It's like, no. Uh, do you know what? I, I never I, thought I'd... I'd have to say it to you, but show, you know, show a little bit of respect on that name, y'all. Yeah? Oh my god! Uh, before <laughs> anybody messages in, I, 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 I'm not trying to disrespect Pele. He's great. Okay. I, I some sometimes I feel like I'm being taken to. I was about to say I feel like I'm being taken too seriously. I'm not taken seriously enough in this fucking industry. Um, yeah, but anyway. that's what Pele's probably saying right now. No, he's There's a lot not. of sentiments between you and. No, he's not. Pele's saying yes, I will do another rectal dysfunction ad. <laughs> mate, big, big props for him for that, mate, for bringing that to people's yeah. attention. Because yeah. what a G, man! What a guy! What an honourable citizen! 
Anyway, you were saying about the panel show. Yes, so I did the panel show, and on that panel show was Mickey Flanagan. I believe David Mitchell was on it. I think Richard R. Wider may have been on it. And Jason Manford. So we're talking about... um, Big names. Big names. Big names, and also I think we can accept that the move towards uh, booking more equally gender-wise hadn't quite come into force yet. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, when um, the show started... Right, so I was excited, nervous, way too early for me to be doing this, right? Yeah. Way too early, okay? But I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm building this up in my head. This could be, this is it now. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to go on, I'm going to do well on this, and then I'm fucking, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in the game. I'm Pele, right? Um, anyway, they introduce everyone else onto the thing. They introduce me onto the studio floor. And obviously, nobody has got a clue who I am, obviously. And they've seen, and everybody else is massive on that show. Like, well, huge, you know, all those names are like, people love those guys, right? So first of all, I had to deal with that. I then said about, I would say, rough estimate, let me think, three things out loud on that show, right? One of which got a laugh, and I think it might have been me just repeating something Jason Manford had said, okay? Like, like, Like brutal brutal record right yeah yeah i come off my agent at the time says uh that was great and i say um doesn't feel like i said a lot that's that might be how it feels like but don't worry about that anyway on the day that the show went out uh i was very excitedly said if you'd like me if you'd i was trying to be self-deprecating right if you (laughs) (laughs) but i was also you got to combine the fact that I, I was trying to be self-deprecating, but also couldn't believe I, I was on TV, right? So there's two things that are running in direct opposition with each other, yeah? So I, I, I put up on Facebook. Why, why are you laughing? I know why you're laughing, because you recognise... You I recognize, know the feeling, and I know, I know, you recognize I know where going, things. and it, it's a horrible feeling, but that's how I deal with this sort of stuff. So I put on Facebook, if you, uh, if you think you might enjoy seeing me smile and laugh at other people's jokes, then watch this show tonight on Channel 4, right? Anyway, the show goes out. I didn't watch it, obviously, because even then I couldn't fucking bring myself to watch anything I do, right? Um, After it went out, (laughs) I just got loads of comments going, I thought you were joking when you said it was just you laughing and looking at other people, but that is genuine. Honestly, I don't think in that edit I say a single thing. I think there's one point at which I may say pardon to somebody because I didn't hear him properly. Nothing, mate. To give you, to give you, to give well, they you. Did, so they didn't even use any of the three things just to sort of. I don't think so. I don't think so, mate. And to give you a bit of context, Tom, I would say my appearance in the cupboard on Soccer AM was better than that panel show. <laughs> I don't need to go back and watch this. <laughs> mate, honestly, though, it's so hard. Like, you. So I had a similar thing, but um, mine was on uh, the first panel show I ever did. I got a call up because someone like you, someone had dropped out, and yeah, it was a non-TX pilot, which is a pilot that doesn't go out. No one sees it, doesn't see the light of day. But actually, I had a really, I had a, a decent enough appearance on it. It was like I sort of played right. the whole fact that no one knew me that, uh, and uh, it was like with uh, Greg James hosted or a pixie lot, I think. Um, Lethal Bizzle, yeah. So it was like that example was on it. So and I thought actually I've sort of done okay on that. Now now to give people a bit of context on this, Tom's just said he's done okay with it. I can only assume from what he's just said 
that he fucking blew the roof off the studio and people were ejaculating all over the studio floor about how well he'd done because I've never heard Tom do a, a panel show without texting me or phoning me afterwards going, that might be the worst thing that's ever happened to comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. So it was okay. Like, no, yeah, it was okay. I was like, and it, by the way, when someone had pulled out, I can't remember who it was anyway. I was like, you know, wow, you know, and doing a panel show back then was like a massive thing. Like you say, you you kind of it's the it was the big big thing that all of us were trying to get, and there's a certain amount of spots. There was there's a, there, there's um, a generational thing I think in comedy. Yeah, where there was a, there was a time when if you did a couple of panel shows, you could tour off the back of that. Yeah, you know yeah I mean, yeah. if you had a, if you had a great laugh at the Apollo, you go on tour off of that, right? And like, yeah. so when we when Tom when you and I started, I think like. Mm. That was like at the tail end of that of that sort of happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. like so like doing a panel show just felt so fucking massive. It felt like the big one. So so that one that non TX pilot had gone all right, and someone had been there and said, "All right, that you know we're doing sweat the small stuff." Yeah, um, let's get Tom on that. This is before murder and successful, right? And uh, you know, uh, we're, yeah, if we're saying you're a Pele, you get called up. Like I felt like. I felt like someone like literally about eight different players had sort of been injured and they called me up into an England squad with no expectation that I'd play. And but right, so you're up there with Mickey Flanagan, Richard yeah. Adiodi, um, Jason Manford. These guys are uh, David Mitchell, these guys are stalwarts. Like I mean, let me say that like, one, you know, Mickey Flanagan might be the best stand up incredible. He was a massive, yeah. massive like hero to me. Mitchell, great. Yeah, you know, these guys are right. I was on there with um <laughs> Spencer Matthews. <laughs> Um, Sarah Harding, bless her, um, yeah. who was very sweet. Uh, Nick Grimshaw, obviously, is hosting the thing. Um, yeah. I think Ian, Ian Sterling was on it. Yeah. Ian was on it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, some, some other sort of reality type people. And I sort of um, made the joke that no one knew who I was. And to that joke, Sarah Harding sort of was really sweet about it, but actually came across like she felt really, really sorry for me and didn't get the fact I was self deprecating. Um, oh, no. So I sort of thought, you know what? When I did that non-TX one, I just said loads of stuff and I hoped yeah. for the best and I hoped yeah. that, you know. On this one, I launched into story upon story and halfway through, Spencer Matthews or someone were cut off by going, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my <laughs> God. Nick Grimshaw would be, all right, I'll wrap it up there, mate. And it would just be like <laughs> absolutely painful, like to the point of, like if they if I was a racehorse, they'd have taken me off on after the like the fourth furlong because it was embarrassing. And and what I at the time was trying to do is go, oh, you know what? I'll I'll just keep going. And and at something, someone had told me, and you probably got this, where when you're starting out, people are like, just get enough stuff, and they can yeah. use five or six bits. I took that yeah. literally as just keep on saying stuff, and <laughs> none of it worked. It was honestly, it like. No one talked to me afterwards in the bar. Like, no one. <laughs> it was, like, horrific. I've had that. I've had I remember that. Ian Sterling, bless him, and Ian Sterling's one of my dear friends, love Ian. He could barely look at me in the eye after. I mean, and Ian had a shocker, by the way. Ian would tell you. Ian would tell anyone. And Ian's very open. And, you know, me and Ian, it was horrible. Neither of us, we st- sat there with a pint each. And Ian, let me tell you, he's one of the most confident people I know within our industry. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Love it. We sat there. We couldn't even look each other in the eye because we and and people were going past Spencer Matthews, pissing themselves about an anecdote he told about a fucking holiday he had and sort of slip falling asleep on a beach and getting burnt or whatever. And that's the moment I was like, well, this isn't for me. 
You get but, like, but the the thing is though is like it is a weird one because like, obviously you know both of us have have done loads of panel shows since. But the truth is is like um, it's a very specific skill, isn't it? The yeah. Panel shows and the difference is is that if when when you go on to a panel show now, you're more of a known quantity, right? Yeah. So people will go. This is the sort of thing that Tom, if you're booking Tom, this is the sort of thing he does, right? And so the show will accommodate that. Whereas when yeah. you're starting out, they just want you to fit into whatever the thing is they're looking for for the show, right? They're not they're not booking you going, oh, this is the kind of stuff he does, so let's ask him stuff around that, or he might do it. He might do. He's more of a, an anecdote guy, so let's give him a bit more room or whatever. They don't do any of that. It's just like they they they're booking you and you've got to do. It. And I'm not I'm not complaining about that. No, I'm no, not but it's the same as standard, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's that's, the same just how, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. So when you start out, sometimes you just have records where you leave and you go. You know what I would say is you notice a very different level of treatment when you leave to when you arrive. That's how oh, you yeah. normally know yeah. how yeah. it's gone. How it's gone. Yeah. But equally, I've had you text me about doing a show. And saying that you've had a you've had a nightmare, and then I've spoken to someone that was there. I, I we had one where I won't name the show, but where like you know you came off and you went, you text me going as we tend to do, like we text each other if we're sort of what for whatever you know if you if you just sort of going oh fucking hell. So you text me going, I've had an absolute, I've had an absolute shocker there. Like man, that's really bad. Like it's really honestly, mate, really really bad. And then the same, like at the same time, I get a text message from a mate of mine who was there, going, "Tom had an absolute blinder tonight, just totally unprompted, not even like you know, not me digging around. See, how did Tom really get on? Just unprompted. So a, a lot of it is like you just don't know, you know, you, you yeah. But you I think it's so much either. like down to your own perception of how things go, isn't it? And it's also it's just such a weird thing of like, you know, me and you are both we do that a lot. It's a weird, it's a weird psyche that you constantly. I think it's like that imposter syndrome that we both have. Mm. That's why I think doing stand-up when you first start out, and like now, even now, like I sort of realise how blessed I am. If I ever go back and do stand-up, there's a certain amount of people who, who wouldn't recognise me as, and go, oh, that's his sort of shtick. Yeah. When you first start out, that's that's really the hardest time of, like, so hard, having to be, no one knowing who you are. And people then, what they do is they make an assessment whether they like you or not within the first 25 seconds, 30 seconds. That, that, that's, I think that's, like, the actual stat, is that an audience, when they see a comedian they haven't heard of, or they don't know their work, it's 30 seconds. You've got 30 yeah. seconds to... That's why so many acts have, like, a... You know, you have, you have your big opening gag when you're doing the clubs. When you, see, when you go and see tour comics... Yeah. They don't, they don't need to do that as much. They come out and they're just like, how's it going, blah, blah, because they sort of, everyone's on side at that point. But when you're doing the fucking... Some of the old club doing... guys are amazing, right? When you watch them. Yeah. Like, did you ever do, ever, do, ever do any of the gong shows? No, I didn't. I, you do you didn't? know what? I signed... I, no, cause, do you know what? I, I, I was, was going to do a gong show to get in with the comedy store. Yeah. You know, somebody said, "Oh, a good way of getting in with the comedy store is by doing the gong show, and then if they like you, they'll, they'll get you that you could do ten minutes." And then I don't know. I'm explaining how breaking in works. Anyway, the point is, is I was going to do it, and then a mate of mine said, "No, no, no, you got to try and back yourself to actually, um, yeah, 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 yeah. To, to actually try and make it. You know, to actually go there and and, and do it normally." But um, yeah, I mean, I was I, pathetic enough to be the guy who tried the gong show. <laughs> Not only did I try and do the gong show, I tried to do the gong show in Manchester. Yeah, how'd it go? Fucking awful. 
Well, so you travel. So you travel. So you travel to. I Manchester. travel to Manchester to stay with a mate. Right. How long? Um, how long have you been in stand up at this stage? I've been doing it long. I've probably been doing it about six months. Okay. And I sort of th- thought, you know what, I'm going to try this gong show. Everyone said, oh, so I was told it was a good way into the get do the store. And I thought, it is a good, it is a good yeah. way. It is a good way. And if yeah, but then I made the. St- I don't know why I even thought go to Manchester as a massive Cockney. Like that's going to be the thing that really mm, yeah. <laughs> walked off they the really, stage. They really, one thing you can say about the Manchester comedy audience, they love a cocky southerner. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're, fam- they're famous for it. As soon as I open my mouth, bang. <laughs> Genuinely, like, I'm not even exaggerating. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I'm, I'm, yeah, like, but do you know? But that, but that's good. But that you can't, you can't say that's because you were shit at comedy, though, can you? That's no, 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 of course. But also, I'd taken two days off work, <laughs> sort of go. <laughs> like, like, you know, I was at a place then, right, where everyone like I worked with and worked around. There's no part of me that doesn't think that it was a massive entertainment for them. Thinking, oh god, like I can't wait because he seems he's going to really fail <laughs> ethically everything he does. So, so on the on like whatever day it was, like a Tuesday, I'm like, yeah, off to Manchester, gonna smash up the comedy store, Kong, yeah, boy, like that. Here we go, like that. Might, I might be back on uh, Friday, type thing. Um, come back Friday, tail between my legs, and this. So how long did it last? I was like, oh yeah, well, probably a, probably about thirty seconds. That was an exaggeration. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was like fifteen seconds, and that was because I was having trouble getting the microphone out of the. the out of the holder and everyone was kind of laughing a little bit yeah yeah but i don't know that that was that that was the sort of gist of everything that whenever i did anything a lot of people now who will go oh yeah mate yeah i always knew you'd be a success i was like no you didn't no you didn't did i tell have i told you about when i did the glee for the first time birmingham glee what a fucking club to play by the way it's amazing it's incredible it's amazing right so They've got um, they've got Glee like Hollywood letters like Glee across the back of the stage, right? So uh, really early on, somebody uh, spot, like somebody saw me at a gig and said, "We'd love to get you on, do t- ten minutes at the Glee, try you out, right?" So I was like, "Okay." So I was like, properly buzzing, get the train to Birmingham, really nervous. You're on, you know, like shitting yourself, right? Because yeah. you're sort of thinking they're going to look at me now and they're going to decide whether I can come back and do weekends and you. Anyway, I don't know. I'm really over explaining things today. It's starting to piss me off, actually. I quite enjoy it when you do it. I think you're okay, fine. So, anyway, very nervous. I arrive at the club. Michael Legg was comparing. I can't remember who else. Uh, Sean Percival was on. I can't remember who else. Anyway, I'm backstage. Nobody knows who I am. Like, not even, not even the other comics, because I've just started doing stand up, right? So, you do 10 minutes, and if they like you, they invite you back to do 20. That's how it works. Or they'll say, you know, come back and do another couple of tens and then once we're confident we'll, we'll get you on to do 20. So Michael Leg brings me on, right? In the middle. I come out and I do 10 minutes. Goes great, right? Like, you know, really like have I have I say goes great. Your perception of what is a great gig. At that time it felt like it yeah, was going yeah, yeah. great. But if if I'd have had that gig now I probably would've been fucking heartbroken. But <laughs> felt great at the time, right? So I have I have the gig and then I'm so ecstatic how it's gone when I go thank you very much I've been Romesh Ranganathan right I'm so just buzzing that I haven't fucked up that I can't remember which side of the stage the door is to go off right so (laughs) so I'm looking 
where I think Michael's going to come from to sort of to sort of say well done, and I can't see him because he's coming from behind me, right? So I'm looking the wrong way. So then I just think, oh, I'm just going to walk off. So I walk off the wrong side of the stage, right? And then I get there and I realise the audience are watching all of this, right? I, I get to the I get to the I get to the side of the stage. There's obviously <laughs> there's obviously no door, right? So and then I think, fuck, I can't go. I don't want to go back across the stage. So I basically try and navigate my way through the sort of backstage bit. I end up right. I sort of sort of climbing through equipment and stuff and wiring. I don't know what the the club must have thought was going on. I end up staring out at the audience from behind the fucking first E of Glee. <laughs> Could they see you? Yeah. Of course they could. It's just my little head. I'm like, staring out at them. Michael Legg is just still on stage going, what the fuck is going on? Like, what are you doing? Is this part of your act, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's quite deadpan what you were doing. This is a really weird move to close it. A really weird turn to make this yeah. really surreal sort of like... So, so then I have to come back out because there's no way for... To come back out, walk past Michael Legg on stage. And go back out the door on the other side. <laughs> you know what? I mean, right? uh, genuinely, because yeah. I I love you, right? I adore you, right? and I'm without being at all. Uh, that's something I feel in a way I'd be able to get away with on the basis that that is my act. I am basically a massive doofus. <laughs> the thought of you, and I can just see how stiff your body would have been, having <laughs> to walk back on stage. <laughs> and Michael Leg <laughs> is like, I'd say Michael's not one of the like. I can't imagine him being like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine, mate. On you go. He's, no, he's, he's, a, he's a, listen, Michael, Michael's a lovely bloke. Oh, but he's a cracking guy. He's not, he's not going to let that go without a no, comment. No, no, Obviously, no, no. And nor should he's he. Not, he's not Mark Felgate. Nor Felgate, he? Mark Felgate <laughs> would have held your hand and walked you back through it. <laughs> and then, and then like about um, a year and a half, maybe two years later, I'm back there doing a 20, right? I'm there for the weekend. And somebody tells a story of a twatty open spot who goes oh, off the wow. wrong side, like not knowing it's me. Wow. They're just, they're just, they're just like throwing stories about about acts they've heard that have died on their ass. Do you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And then, and then they just sit there listening while they, they just go, "Oh, there's one open spot apparently." Just walked off the wrong <laughs> side of the stage. Did you admit to it? No, of course I didn't. My God. Oh. Do you know one of the worst ones? Do you remember Jock when you were trying to get on that sweet jongler's train? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the one in Camden, and there was, I can't remember his name, Mike or something, I think, as well, actually. He was like quite a camp, Mancunian camp uh, yeah. comic. I can't remember his name for the life of me. But you know well, before gig, my, my anxiety and my nerves are like, like undis- I can't disguise them. They're like, like they take over my heart. We think we've talked about this on, on here before. So I'm pacing. Um, literally, like, just li- like almost uncontrollable. It's packed. It's a Friday night. Who's the um the mod comic? That's terrible. His name's going out. Of Ian, Moore. Ian Moore. Ian Moore. Yeah. I knew like Ian through Michael Smiley. Ian was being really sweet. This other guy's <laughs> just like, you know, you're gonna be all right getting out there and all this sort of thing. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna be fine. I can barely even talk, right? Yeah. So he feels really bad. He didn't do this any with any malice. I don't think he went out on stage <laughs> and said. Uh, Right, the next guy you've got, he's a great comic. He's very funny. He's up and coming, uh, but he's awfully, awfully nervous. Oh, my terrified. God. Terrified. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. So anything, any, any comic will tell you, 
There's nothing worse. Dying on stage is fucking, especially like, it's biblically bad. It's yeah. happened to us all. It's yeah. ter- terrible. Yeah. Right. I'd, I'd argue worse than dying on stage, that feeling of dying on stage, is doing 10 minutes of your comedy with people's sympathy laughing. Oh, my God. Like, if, I felt like I, would, I was there on Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> they go, now the next act, he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's not going to be with us for long. And one of the things he wanted to do is do 10 minutes to stand up and hear people laugh. So on you come. And, and it genuinely felt like that. And, and everything I said, it was like they weren't even listening to the jokes. And you know, once I'm on stage, I'm pretty confident I can I can do my thing. It's just the the the, the bit before that's just my match, yeah, match ready. Honestly, it was agonising. And um, junglers got back to my agent and thought that, that it, the whole thing had been a ploy. That I'd wanted to get the. Oh my <laughs> the god! It was honestly one of I remember Rich Wilson was there that night as well. Shout out the amazing Rich Wilson, but Rich was like, "What happened there?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man half an hour this is just talking about stand up oh, no. I'm sort of conscious now of the fact that we're we're for the first time sort of recording the visuals on this yeah. with the view to putting a clip out of this podcast and I look like an I haven't thought about what I look like at all. You, on the other hand, obviously preemptively are looking absolutely <laughs> delightful. Yeah, but I can't yeah. put I can't put a video out of this hair like look at this. <laughs> you genuinely look like Don King. <laughs> you got like you got kind of blitzed yesterday a bit by those kids, right? Okay, so it's my first day on King Gary yesterday. Um, no, but can I just say, right? This is one thing I love about you, right? Is but because of but I know we're we're friends, we're close pals. But there's an element of like your public persona, right? That is uh, like kids. This, it was so surreal yesterday with kids, right? Because I got the feeling their parents are gone. You film with Romish tomorrow. Best thing to do is get in there early with a couple of little jabs. Oh my god, <laughs> it was unbelievable. It's like a roast. I thought, I was, <laughs> yeah, it was like it's like I was, I was at a, a primary school. They decided to put on a roast of Romish Ranganathan. <laughs> The whole time we're filming, I'm getting even between every take, I'm getting absolutely rinsed by these kids. It's insane. The kid who played your son really tickled me two or three times with some of the stuff he said. Well, I worked with um, I worked with him for the entire duration of of last series, obviously, of uh, the episodes that I was included in, and um, he was very quiet, exceptional actor, amazing, very very quiet. Didn't even really talk to me directly. Yesterday, I felt like Papa Doc at the end of Eight Mile. <laughs> what a reference! <laughs> but it's like he read your autobiography and he came out with pre written. Fucking hell! Bits. Yeah, it was insane, man. It absolutely destroyed me. Uh, it was weird as well. There was there was a a young actor there as well who looked one of, like one of our mates' girlfriends, which. Uh, it was a spitting image, I would say. And Tom <laughs> delighted in pointing this out. Do you know? Do you know? Like a lot of the time, and and uh, um, a lot of comics do this. Like I've I've done jokes about in the past about looking like an Asian Rolf Harris or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And obviously, I don't. You know, that's because I've got beard, glasses, and the hairs yeah. a bit. But like, I don't actually look like him, right? No. But so when you said. When you pointed it out, I thought it was going to be one of those where it's sort of, you can sort of see it. What I didn't expect 
was to be looking like what I thought was like a photo replica. It was incredible. I mean, like genuine to the point of like, if this, the person we're talking, our friend was in a bar with his girlfriend and this actor was in the same bar, I, I'd say that he, there, there's a chance that he could get them confused. I would, I would I would say so much of a chance that when we put this out, we're going to have to blank your description of the actor because we could be in trouble for this. <laughs> you know, that would even be worse. That would be like the worst thing of secretly knowing in your head that whether you were the person we were talking about. <laughs> It's a fucking, it's, it's a hard thing, lookalike things, you know, when people say that. What do you mean? Well, because I think, so, right, so there's a woman who works in our fish and chip shop, right? And my wife turned around and said, don't you think she looks like your mum? And I was, wow. And, wow. And not, that, not, by the way, big shout by her. Yeah, big okay. shout. But also, That's a big shout. Because my mum's no shrink, shrinking violet, right? Yeah. It was a big shout. Because at first I thought my wife was getting back to playground 90s, like fucking Yeah, but, 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 no, but also, she doesn't know how you're going to, you know, you could look at that woman and you go, sorry, you think my mum looks like her? Yeah, to be like, fair. That, that, could, that could have been an argument, couldn't it? Yeah, it could have been. But also, I, you know, like you probably, I picked my arguments wisely. And I'm yeah, not absolutely. I'm not going to sort of a blow up for a week on the basis that I'm going to stick up for no. my mum in that sort of valiant. Because <laughs> my no. mum wouldn't do that to me. No. So I was like, I kind of see the similarity. You've got a similar sort of nose, maybe the same sort of haircut. Anyway, my wife was then like, my parents came to stay with us. And my wife was like really excited about going to this fish and chip shop because she thought, and, and and by the way, this was no insult, but there was a passing resemblance. Mm. To say that my mum was upset would be an underestimate. <laughs> underestimate like generally, like it would be, I'd be underestimating that massively. She, my, I, there was a point I thought my mum probably would never talk to us again, and like it wasn't like genuinely like you know, it, it was just a sort of my, you know, my missus just turned around and was like, oh, yeah, yeah, the woman who looks like uh, your mum, and she, she, don't she. There she is, and appointed. And my mum oh went, she looks nothing like me. Nothing like me. Like, and stood, like, with a face like thunder. And I was like, oh, do you want um, this large, sort of large cotton chips or ashy peas? And she was like, yep. And just walked out of the shop. And the, so, did you go, do you want to, as, as she picked up her food, did you take a little photo? Go, look, twins. <laughs> just snap it. <laughs> Honestly. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Very, in my opinion, by the way, yeah. incredibly naive move by you and, and Catherine there. Because yeah, yeah, but, if yeah. you if you are telling somebody you look like somebody, you better be pointing at a fucking stone cold stunner because there is absolutely yeah. no other way that that person is not going to be insulted by that. Because the way that you think you look, the way that I think oh, mate, I mate, look, mate, mate, mate. is look, so I'm different a, to how but, people... Yeah, but I, I will say daily, get a fucking, get a message on Instagram or Twitter or whatever fucking site of someone fucking has got a mate and go, oh yeah, mate, Darren looks like you. And yeah. it's always the same. It's always a sort of slightly overweight guy who's got a beard and a bald head and, and may, may or not may wear, wear glasses. Some of these really, some of them I go, oh, there's a passing resemblance. Some yeah. of them I'm like, really? Like fucking really? And But then the flip side of that coin is you'll get someone going, yeah, my mate's always fucking wankers all say I look like you. And there's a part of me that goes, yeah, I, you know, I probably wouldn't want that either. <laughs> Can I just say, and, 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 and by the way, I get this as well. I just want to say, just to the nation in general, if you can pass the word around, I know the nation don't listen to this podcast, your mate Prakash doesn't look like me, all right? 
I'm so done with receiving these messages. Just every Asian bloke with a beard and like the the other day, I did I did a I did a Facebook live video, and then this woman messaged me off the back of it, going, "My uh, my friend looks so much like you've got to do a Facebook live thing to get you've got to." Yeah, I'm doing a yeah. Facebook live thing with someone who who looks absolutely nothing like me. Right, this is one of the worst ones I got sent. Yeah, one of the worst yeah. ones I got sent. This this one was. Uh, if you and Romesh had a kid, yeah, which number one is is impossible. But yeah. this, but it was just this massive, really overweight, like Indian dude with a bald head, glasses and a beard. Um, so I was clearly like the you know the Asian part is Romesh, and the massively overweight, big massive part of it is me, and uh, the beard, beard and the glasses are both of us. <laughs> Mate, I did I did a gig. In Belfast, right, yeah. with Roger Monkhouse. Yeah. And Roger Monkhouse, by the way, what a fucking comic. Anyway, yeah. we did the gig. We're sitting in the bar next door afterwards. And um, this bloke, this Roger Monkhouse is a, a, a bald white bloke. Right? I'm telling that because it's relevant to the story. So Roger and I are sitting having a pint afterwards. This Asian man and this bald bloke come up to us, right, and they go... They point at us and point at themselves and they go, we've got to do a photo. And I I don't think we do. I, I really don't think we do. I, I don't think it's that massive a coincidence that there happens to be another Asian man and a bald white man in this bar. I don't think this is the, the magical coincidence that you think it is, guys. Anyway, long story short, I, of course we took the fucking photo. What, what do people do with those photos? I don't know. I really don't know. I always, I always find it so strange. It's such a weird thing of like, I, that's the thing. When we were kids, you'd have a photo. You got a photo of celebrity, right? And that photo would be up forever and ever and ever, right? When, when I was a kid, I had a Frank Bruno. I was obsessed with Frank Bruno. Yeah. And I got a picture of me and Frank Bruno. And it was sort of my, my pride and joy. And I had this, the said picture was up um, in a house and uh, it, it, it got stolen, the picture. Which I was mortified, and it sort of what, from your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From your house. Yes. Was your house burgled, and they yeah, took other was, stuff, yeah, or they yeah, just yeah. they didn't just come specifically for that picture? No. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Ocean's Eleven kind of shit. There's a kid out the road. He's got a picture of him and Frank Bruno, and I want it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking coming down out of the ceiling, lasers and shit. <laughs> So, so, yeah, and there was a part of me that was always conscious of the fact that there was a guy going around that took the picture because I was a, uh, we've seen, uh, you know, I've put pictures up. I was a strange looking boy. Uh, so there was, <laughs> that it was an early version of a meme or something that was going on a two. <laughs> or like, you know, when people now show their phones, basically it was a guy in his back pocket of his Levi 501s. He put out a picture of me and Frank Bruno and showed that about town. <laughs> Um, uh, but that was like my pride and joy because like pictures back then you get a picture I had a picture of, like him I had a picture of Tony Cotty uh, they were like you're everything wouldn't they do you know what I mean and, and now I, I do think that we, we take so many pictures and you have so many people getting pictures with you know celebrity whatever like I don't think people look at them the, the same there's nothing like breaking open that, that a binded like a photo album and going back having a little walk through oh, like, you know, we have all these pictures on our phones, on our devices, but I don't think we ever really go back and, and look through them, you know? No. No, you're absolutely right. Now, 
Uh, I'm not. I'm not meaning to shut your conversation down, but we are 45 minutes into this, and we haven't done any emails yet. So, do you want to? You're do part of where we got absolutely smashed about that last week. What do you mean? There's a couple of complaints I got. By the way, thank you everyone for getting back on the Instagram chat. Um, it's, I read your messages. There's a lot of them. I don't always get back to you. It's been a busy couple of weeks. I try to. Um, we had a little bit of a barney this week, me and Momesh, actually. Um, as I said, that there's. Some, I think the last two weeks there's been some incredible messages from people. Uh, and Romesh said he's not really getting any. So um, I think I probably respond a little bit more than you, old friend. Uh, I actually, I, in, in, in all fairness, I do have in my Instagram bio, I don't read DMs. So right. okay, well, I think people obviously um send you the emails, and you are in charge of he. Well, we've got a little bit uh prissy. By suppose. the way, before 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 Tom carries on, I just want to because this needs to be done sometimes when you do this. Everything Tom's about to say is an exaggeration, an embellishment, or possibly a complete falsehood about what. No, happens. you so, right. I, is it and, we got, just... and by the way, let's do that qualifier now, and maybe we need to do it at the start of every one of these, where what Tom is saying about me may or may not be true right okay let me just i'll break it down slow for you babe you could be a little bit prissy at times okay right i said to you wow man feedback's been incredible this week and a little wonder through the dms some very lovely feedback yeah that's the you kind said... of thing I, that's the kind of phrasing i have to listen to in a serious conversation <laughs> you then turn around at me like i'm talking to a fucking 2021's influencer of the year go on <laughs> You then turn around to me and you're like, oh, great, good one. Uh, I've not had any feedback at all. And I'm like, oh, right, okay, man. Well, I think maybe people just find me easier to talk to at times. And you're like, what's that supposed to mean? I'm doing all the fucking clerical stuff over here, going through all the bloody emails and, and trying to sort all that stuff out. I'm doing all that bloody gubbins. Do you know what's really fucking underhand about what Tom's doing. It, it, let me tell you what's so super prickish about what he's doing. is He is he is reporting the conversation to you as it happened. It was in a series of joke messages between us <laughs> where we were both in character, right, doing these voicemails back to each other. And now he's taking that in a sort of Daily Express style reporting as serious information bullshit move, right? You know what you're doing. <laughs> right. All I'm saying, yo, is show Rom some love. Yeah, he needs it at times. You don't well. need to do that. You don't need to do that, right? Um, um, we, okay. What, sweet emails this week, bro. Sweet emails. Yeah, we've got some emails. So, so this is an email from. It's, it's, it's an email to both of us. Right. But it only really requires advice from you, I think. Okay. Here we go. Uh, afternoon, both. I appreciate the title. Doesn't make. I don't know what the title is. I didn't put it in there. I've, I've cut it out. But anyway, I appreciate the title doesn't make complete sense as you're a podcast, not a movie. However, it seems a more appropriate title for the... Why am I reading about the title? I don't even know what the title is. Anyway, I'm a few weeks behind on the pod. I was going to attach a photo of a red squirrel in response to the Soft Soul episode and something that represents Rom's better side, which I love seeing. Guys, guys, by the way, keep those coming in. No, do not. No, Rommish... do not. Absolutely do not. <laughs> because I want to say... It adds about 30 to 40 minutes onto my time of, of trying to sort emails out for this. So g- genuinely, genuinely do not do it anymore, please. <laughs> anyway, I was going to attach a photo of a red squirrel in response to the soft soul episode and something that represents Rom's better side, which I love seeing. It's better than him acting like an obnoxious wanker, which I, which is how I perceived him prior to the podcast. 
so which I apologise. Wow. wow. Yeah, I know. Which which I apologise as he's certainly not, and I now like to class myself as a fan. So well done to you, sir. Um, I don't think what I don't think I need congratulations for you stopping thinking I'm an arsehole. But okay. Uh, as I've gone to the effort of composing an email, by the way, and man, apolog- just, can I just say just one thing? Uh, no. And this is to anyone who thinks Romish is a wanker and an arsehole. I don't want to say this seriously. Do you really think your guy Big TD is going to be friends with a wanker and an arsehole? So if I validate what, what, what an incredible way of pretending you were going to back me up and it becomes another sort of compliment to yourself. Uh, as I've gone to the effort of composing... And by the way, can I just say, I absolutely don't mind this. This is a guy that thought I was a wanker and now doesn't. I have not got any problem with you, mate. I, I actually think this is a fair enough thing because, you know, you watch people on TV or you see something and you do you do form an opinion of them. So, course, you know, fair play. Um, so, so I am actually grateful to you for saying that. So anyway, this is the bit that we need to sort of respond to. As I've gone to the effort of composing an email and an apology, I may as well ask for some advice, given that Tom is the king of good advice and also incredibly knowledgeable about mostly everything. Swazers, man. Me. Thank you. Fuck See? me. Thank you so much. I thought me being an arsehole was the biggest inaccuracy in this email, but it's only number two so far. Uh, I'm a bit fed up in my job. Feels like I've plenty more to give than I'm currently able to. We're getting a lot of career advice. Feel like I've got plenty more to give than I'm currently able to. Progression seems to have stopped and changes within the business. Uh, But it pays a good wage uh, to keep the family happy and able to live a nice life. Do Do you sit still and be content or take a risk and push myself elsewhere and hope it works? Anyway, love the pods. Keep me smiling during a period of lockdown blues. Apologies again for thinking you're a bell end rom. Uh, I feel bad for not giving your content a go earlier. Stay classy. Chin. Uh, right, chin, let me just Tom? say, man. Chin, you've answered your own question, bro. You've answered your own question, bro. Okay. It doesn't require, it doesn't need you to repeat yourself. No. No, but you're saying it like some sort of kung fu master's fucking delivered some profound Look, thing. Because it is profound, my friend. What I'm saying to Chin is you have shown yourself to be the kind of person who can go, I was wrong. I didn't get it right. I thought what I was saying was, or how I felt, was the be-all and end-all. And actually, focus can change and so can opinion. So what I'll say to you, Chin, is this. If you've got a good bit of squirrel coming in, you've got good money coming in, that's great. You're looking after your family, that's amazing. What I'd say to you is if you want to look at expanding your life is don't necessarily just do a big massive life change and go i'm gonna go and do this thing i'm gonna give up all that slowly slowly is the key both me and my mission we started off doing stand-up works proper jobs so whether it's that you want to do or maybe you want to be a football manager chin i don't know you've not really said about your dreams and ambitions what i'm gonna tell you now bro is you can obtain any of those dreams but make sure you are doing it from a place where you're keeping secure and you're keeping sound but also you're doing something for you. That's the most important thing. And let me just say, Jim, and I don't say this very often, I believe in you, bro. I generally believe you can do whatever you want to do because I'm trying to be serious here, but all I can see is Robert's face next to me. You can do whatever you want to do, bro, because I believe in you and you got to believe in yourself. There's there's a horse running tomorrow, Chin, and it's called Chin. Back yourself to win chin so is that is that analogy a horse betting on itself to win a race is that yeah yeah I'd can love... i ask you a question can i ask you a question uh, yeah. this is not me trying to be horrible do you genuinely believe in chin that he can yeah, do it i do i do you know why because in his based, email, on, based on what based on what because he t- he opens it up by thinking saying i think romish is a wanker i think he's an asshole and i was wrong 
and he admits to that. He's basically saying, look, I, I can I can make mistakes, but I can learn from those mistakes and I can move forward as a, forward as a human being. So he's got a good job. He's got a family. He's caring enough to know he's putting his family first and thinking, like, I, I will need to look after these, but I also want a little bit more for myself. So I believe that Chin will turn around and go, you know what, I'm going to try this thing. And if this thing doesn't work, I could always, I've always, I've kept that going on the back burner. I've kept that going as well. But he'll, Chin will be able to, I think, know if things are going to work or not work very quickly. So yeah, mate, and okay. I, don't, I don't think I've done this before. What are you, are you applauding your own answer? No, I'm applauding Chin. Okay. Uh, can I just say, uh, Chin, bizarrely, I sort of started out on the offensive of my question at Tom, but I actually think he's he's made a lot of sense there. I actually think that advice is excellent. I think how he's analysed you is great. I think what he's taken from your email shows a lot of insight, and I would say uh, there's not very much for me to add to what Tom said. He's absolutely smashed it at an answer. I think the only thing to add to that is, I guess from my point of view, is you know whatever you do, do you. You know. Wow. Which is my favourite thing to say to anyone. So yeah, it's your yeah. favourite thing to say to everyone, I think. Yeah, but what uh, I like is you've now you've you know what through teaching others and giving others advice, I didn't realise I was teaching my best bud all the time at the same time. I assume your best bud is someone that's listening because you certainly no, never you. taught me shit. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> man. Wow, that's the biggest honour. That you've learned something. Oh God, you really are fucking. It's it's like you're drunk on your own fucking Kool Aid. So like you've t- you, you've taken the Kool Aid, you've dried it out into crystals, and you fucking put it in a little glass bong. Fucking spark that bad boy up. Is it? You know, some people say is he drunk the Kool Aid? No, actually, Thomas, he smoked it, mate. He's blazed it. But I think Chin's helped there. Another another guy, another another one of the pack helped out. Tom, we have got five minutes of our allocated hours re- recording yeah. time. Do you want to do another email? Let's do another one, bro. Okay. Um, hey, lads. So driving home from work this evening, I was listening to episode 10 with Tom detailing the full unload in the downstairs loo of his new ex-girlfriend. Now ex-girlfriend, sorry. I was smiling all the way through, but the light bulb part came just as I stopped at a red light to which I burst out laughing hysterically. Unknown to me, there was a lady jogging towards me on the path. She saw me laughing, thinking I was laughing at her, and proceeded to give me the middle finger and cursed non-stop at me while the lights were red. Naturally, this made me laugh more, and as the lights changed and I drove on, I realised she was a customer of mine. I own a cafe in town. I can kiss that customer goodbye, but who cares it was worth it. My wife watches rom-coms to lift her spirits and make her smile in this shit time. I've realised I listen to you lads for the same reason. She watches rom-coms, and I listen to rom-toms. Keep it going. Wow. Wow. Now... First of all, thank you very much for your email, Philip. Um, what I would say... Philip, also is... let me just say, by the way, that's my grandfather's name. Well, that was my grandfather's name, so a great name. So what, do you, what does he go by now? Well, he's dead now, so... Okay, but his name's still... He didn't change his name when he departed, did you? No, no I suppose, yeah, yeah. So thank you for carrying so... on my grandfather's name and his legacy. <laughs> oh, my God. So... Um, what I would say, this Philip raises an interesting point, all right, uh, because we, you and I have received competing feedback about one aspect of our podcast, and that yeah. is talking about shit. Yeah. Now, I've been looking through the emails, and there have been a number of people have emailed us saying they think it's hilarious when we start talking about shit, 
Um, they wish they heard about it more on podcasts. Keep doing it. It's really funny. I would say almost an equal number. We've had emails from people saying, can you please stop talking about shit? I have to go, I have to log on to, not log on to, I have to start listening to another podcast or I just stop or try and fast forward. Surely there's something better to talk. So it's, it's very divisive. What are you, say you're saying? It's half and half, basically. I don't know if it's exactly half and half. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of, I don't know exactly where the turd breaks off, but uh, I would Look, say it's divisive. I think that, I, I, and I wasn't, I wasn't in for this, but I think what we need to do is probably we do need to do like a scat special, a, a full-on okay. poo special, and yeah. that will be warned for anyone who's listening to this, and it and, and it won't be getting in the way of this, the normal episode or the bonus. We'll just do a full-on. It's going to be special. over. It's going to be over and above the bonus. Yeah, but it will be just a scat special. So, and then what we'll do is we that will be the clear out of all clear outs. That'll get all rid of all of our stories and. There's a lot of pressure for us to think of that much. Yeah, we yeah. will literally, we will literally have to have a turnout for with, with yeah. a podcast all about turnouts. But then um, no more I... poo mentions for for, no. for those. And and look, may I say that if 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 you found found that kind of stuff if off putting, I do apologise. It this is very much just me and Mum breaking bread together as brothers, and sometimes we just slip into that. You know, a lot of me and in real life, we I'd say we spent we spent what twelve hours yesterday together, and we did. Yeah, I'd say at least thirty percent of that was us talking about poo with different people. It's a massive, massive exaggeration, but yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but also, may I say, may I say as well, by the way, of um, yeah. the woman who was jogging, giving you the middle finger and shouting at you, and uh, like I kind of get it in a way, but also if you know her and she's your customer and she'd know that you're. But from what it sounds like a good guy feel that seems like a massive uh she she she's the one who's out of order feel mate hard me. hard hard disagree on that tom i've got to really? say yeah yeah so she knows uh, phil she knows phil we don't know we don't know we don't know that she knows phil is this email he said, from he the said woman? i've lost a customer no no he doesn't know that he said right? i no. he said i right go back and okay, let's read. Let's read it again. Let's read it again. Because I'm okay. gonna, I'll argue until I'm blue in the face, and this can carry on to the bonus episode. I know you. I one. know you will. You do it regardless of what what level of correctness you're speaking from. Okay, so um, she saw me laughing, thinking I was laughing at her, and proceeded yeah. to stop to give me the middle finger and curse nonstop at me mm-hmm. while the lights were red. Naturally, this made me laugh more. And as the lights changed and I drove on, I realised she was a customer of mine. I own a cafe in the town. I can kiss that customer goodbye, but who cares? It was worth it. She was a customer of mine. A yeah, customer yeah. at a coffee yeah, yeah. shop in a small provincial yes. town. Okay. Right? Okay. She will know Philip. She's been in there. He's like, I will de- guarantee in that cafe, this lady's walked in and go, oh, can I have an oat milk latte, please? And Philip's just said, oh, hi, thank you. Yeah, there we go. Have a lovely day. Right? So she knows Philip. She knows that he's a good guy and he runs a very okay, successful... Okay, okay, okay. Right? What I'm going to say to you is this. You are assuming that. Okay? That is assumption. No, right? no, 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 we, no, 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 She's a customer. She goes yes, and she's been yeah, in more than yeah, once. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But you don't definitely know that in that instant, she recognised him. You're assuming that. We know... Let's look at the facts of the email. The facts of the email are as follows. She stuck a middle finger up at him Cursed yeah. nonstop, and he recognised her. Yeah, right? but she's stuck we a don't middle, know, middle we finger. Don't... So, right, I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry to put in here. I really am. But the fact of the matter is, if she sees his face laughing, she's going to go, oh, that's the guy from the co- coffee shop. 
How would you see his face laughing? How do you know? How do you know that for definite? What I'm saying to you is, you're everything you're saying. You're assuming. You don't know that for a fact. But you're also like, look, look. What am I assuming? Tell me. No, 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 no. You're about to say I'm assuming. What am I assuming? You're assuming that she didn't see his face. No, I'm not. I'm saying we don't know. Right, Phil, mate. I've never asked anyone to do this before, and I really, really hope you can. Can you email back in and like basically try and work out a way of sort of either getting hold of the woman or just to see what happened here, mate? Because it's not that remarkable that the f- this is the first time you've asked somebody to let us know whether a cafe customer recognises him or not. It's not that amazing that this is the first time you've. Yeah, but it. also, look, you've got to admit, you have to admit, and I'm going to beg you to do this for me, right? You, right, I urge you to admit that there's a chance. Probably, I'd say seventy-five to eighty percent chance. No, 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 no. There, there's a ch- there's a chance. I will accept there's a chance. What we say, chance-wise, you've got you've got no idea of the percentage. You've got zero. You've got no idea of the percentage, right? So, and what I would say to you is, by the way, I'm about to shame. I'm I'm about to shame you here. Okay. Yeah. Go on. All right. Because you're going to feel you are going to when I tell you the reason I disagree with you. Yeah. You're going to feel a little bit silly. I'm going to tell you this now. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. Let me hear. Now the reason. I feel a bit sorry for this woman. I don't okay. not feel sorry for her, by the way. Whoa, 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 whoa. You said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You said she's out of order is what you said. She's out of order because right? she knows who Phil is. I don't think no, it's No, but nice. you don't know. You're assuming that. You're assuming that, Tom, right? Listen to me, right? You and I both know the issues of body image, right? Yeah. This woman, so you don't know the circumstances. This woman went for a jog, right? She, she's going for a jog. For what? Self-improvement? She's trying to get healthy. If you go out publicly for a jog, you are putting yourself out there. Oh, right? mate, I, and I, I commend I, I, anyone I, who's doing it. I absolutely commend anyone who's doing it. When you do that, you are carrying a certain amount, certainly if you're of the ilk of person that Tom Davis and I, I think I'm speaking for both of us, Yeah, yeah. you are carrying with you some mental baggage, right? Yeah. You're worried about people looking at you. You're worried about the pace you're going at. You're worried about how your body's moving as you're doing it. You're worried about if the outfit fits you. If you then glance across at a car and see somebody laughing their heads off, I completely understand if you lose your shit. You, you, you are totally embarrassed because you've been caught doing a thing that you're nervous about and then somebody's laughing. I, to- I totally understand I, that. Number yet. one, let me just say, I, I completely empathize with that. Number one, if I and I have seen people laugh when I've been running because it looks ridiculous. But I certainly wouldn't be swearing and shouting and, and giving like give, like giving people like I feel mortified. I stop running. I break into a fucking gentle walk, and I don't get, leave my house and fucking go running for like another fucking six months. Like I completely okay, empathise to but... that side of things. But what I'm saying to you, right? What I'm saying to you, he laughs. She puts her finger up and then stares yeah. at him and shouts at him, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you saying in all of that time that that happens, she doesn't clock that it's the guy that she goes in every day to buy the coffee from? Tom, Tom, first of all, again, he hasn't said that she goes in every day. You've added that. This is what I'm talking about now. You've got to deal with the information that we've actually been given in the email, right? She's a customer of his. That's all we know, right? right. We don't know how often she's gone in. He, he, She could have gone in three times before, but she's got a shock of pink hair that means that he remembered her, right? I'm just saying. But this, then you're I'm not speculating. Saying, yeah, of course I am. But I'm not saying that's definitely the case. Right, I tell you you're, what. You're going. You're going. You're going. She's out of order because she definitely recognised him. She, I just, like, of course. You yeah, go yeah. To you're cafe, on the other side. Of course, yeah, she, of course, she could recognise her. She's got pink hair. I'm no, like, I didn't say that she had pink hair. You used the I word said, shock of pink hair. 
Yeah, I said she. I'm hypothesizing. You're saying she definitely recognized him. I'm. I'm saying she. She was staring at him with her finger up and shouting. Right. She must have clocked his face. But that's what again. She must have. What well, you're saying that must have happened. When I said the shock of pink she might have done. All right. Okay. Okay. Look, I think what the only way we can can do we get this... can we get we need to get a verdict. We hundred percent need to get. a Yeah, verdict I, I agree. This. I agree. We haven't mate. had we haven't had one of these in a while. Wolf and our pod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about this because we, Tom and I, it's the most heated we've been in a while. Actually. Yeah, it's very heated. And I will say this I do feel for the woman. Uh, this is not about me, like, uh, backtrack, it... backtrack. No, 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 no. Do you want to stick, like... stick on a little warning beep because you're reversing now? <laughs> no, I'm saying, all my argument is she would have noticed Philip and seen Philip from the cat. And also, Philip, mate, if you could, please, Phil, get back in touch and say how regular this woman used to come into your Yeah, we need more, we need more information, Philip, really. But, uh, to yeah. be honest with you, th- this is your fault this has happened, <laughs> in all truth. Well, that email, as fun as it was, has taken us well over our uh, yeah. allotted record time. Tom, could you uh, do us the honour of taking us out, please? Yeah, hit it. Listen, the truth of the matter is it's okay to fire up as long as it's done in good faith. Remember, the ropes that we live upon and we hold together are only as strong as we've made them. But I want to speculate on other things. Think about what you want when you go and meet your maker. Think about have you done enough? Have you been there enough? And how much do you back yourself to be an incredible human being? It's not about how swizzy you look in a new suit or how much you have in the bank or what car you drive. Maybe you've got a helicopter. It's about have you pushed yourself to the limits? Always remember, look in the mirror and think, I'm not always going to be here. How do I want to be remembered? Peace and love, people. Do you. Uh, now, uh, thank you very much for that, Tom. I would give you a qualitative assessment, but I'm, I was slightly reeling throughout that because I realised I gave the wrong email address. Uh, <laughs> I know, I could see you do that. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it, I said Wolf and Alpod. It's not Wolf and Alpod. It's wolfalpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. And I think uh, all you guys know out there, and I'm going to finish on this, um, Romish is a little bit heated, so let's get those pictures in. Um, the sweet Do not, on, please, on, genuinely, <laughs> in all seriousness, in all seriousness, it does, add, it does add time to my day, so please, genuinely, do not send any more of those pictures, please. 